Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come and see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is a mother of 15. Yes, I did say a mother of 15, 13, she birthed herself. Um, Lachelle Atkins has been married to Jerome Atkins for 25 years, and they have 15 children. He had two children before, older children, and they have 13 together. So the title of Supermum, I think, is most certainly very apropos. How does she balance it all? Um, is it more stressful? Yes, it is, because at one point she did end up in hospital, completely stressed out, full of anxiety, which is not just the case because she has so many children, but it's something that happens to all mothers. We get mummy burnout. And so consequently, because of this, she has seven wonderful ways to avoid mummy burnout. And we're going to share those ways here today. And she and her husband have, have started um, a company called, let me just see, uh, Protocol Landscape Consultants. And uh, it's here to help other people navigate their way through life. But let's uh, share her story. And I know somebody with nine children. And the, the thing mm -hmm. is, is actually the nine children were easier to entertain and take out and work with than it was with my three children who were all very independent. Um, mm -hmm. The children came together and were there for each other and entertained mm -hmm. each other. Is this the dynamic that you actually find in your family? Definitely. Uh, you know, I, it's amazing to me how the first child i remember helping tie shoes and ride a bike and then as you get to the latter children it's like oh mommy today i can ride my bike because one of their siblings has taught them to ride a bike or tie their shoes or something like that so that definitely is the dynamic yeah it's um mm -hmm. you've i mean i don't know if they have too many outside friends but it is you're a community aren't you you're a little village unto yourself Mm-hmm. yes Mm -hmm. And that, you know, it really uh, helps to make sure that they're raised with good values. They look up to their older siblings. Mm -hmm. So we really like to stress to them, making sure that you're a good example, that you don't want your siblings doing something that you wouldn't do. Right. And so they've learned a lot about not just what you say, but also what you do. Yes. Making yes. sure those that measure up. Yes. My youngest just got married and in my speech to her, you know, I pointed out how smart she was to learn from the mistakes of her brothers and sisters because <laughs> she didn't go and make the mm -hmm. same mistakes. And that's the thing. <laughs> Definitely. The older ones are going to um, be more adventurous. The younger ones are going to go, uh-oh, that didn't work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They have a lot more wisdom, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that mm -hmm. a lot of people, obviously, you know, you've got the, the stress of the meals, the laundry, the lunches mm -hmm. for school, you know, the whole thing. But then you've got your tribe where everybody, as you said, is pitching in. It's not yes. just you. But was there a mm -hmm. point in your life where you took all of this on and did it all yourself? Definitely. And that's like, you know, as you discussed earlier, I was hospitalized for stress. And a lot of that first 
with me being an only child. So not really knowing how to navigate siblings and delegate and see a team working together because as an only child, I never really, the house never really got a mess. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we only had two or three dishes in the sink. And so that whole transition um, of all of them being born close in age, they're all like 18 to 20 months apart. So it was just like the routine was established with me playing that role. And I just kept adding one more to it and one more to it and never really taking time to step back and say, you know what, these children are older, they can do these things. Mm -hmm. I just was into survival mode, so to speak. And that just kind of kept going. Yes. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we don't realize because, you know, the mama in us wants to do everything, right? You know, exactly. And and we think that we have to do everything where, you know, Mm -hmm. when you look at, uh, you know, times of old, it was the village. Everybody chipped in to help to raise everybody else's children, right? And there were big absolutely, families. and the big families then were a lot to do with survival because many children did not survive, you know, beyond certain ages. And exactly. you're very, very lucky to have, you know, fifteen very healthy children. Yes, yes, it definitely is a blessing. Something that I definitely don't take for granted. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I mean, yeah, quite honestly, quite essentially, the odds are not normally in in your favor when you have a large family. So you've definitely been blessed that way, and very lucky yes. to have that. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. why do women take on the role of, you know, trying to be super mum and, you know, be it all, you know, it's, there's, I don't know if you, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember the movie. It was all about the unions. It was Sally Field. And at one point her husband is complaining he hasn't had any sex lately and there is mm-hmm. food on the table because she's fighting for the union. So she's busy doing the iron in fruits and potatoes in a pot lifted up a skirt and said okay let's get to it (laughs) (laughs) and it's like why do we feel that we have to fit into every role yeah I think for me what I've struggled only from my own experience is that I felt that my worth and value was attached to the role that I played Mm -hmm. so this made it really hard like you know I felt like I wasn't a good mom if my kids didn't make good grades Mm -hmm. or if they didn't get along, I always internalize these things as me losing my worth or value instead of really analyzing what's really going on. So I use the example with my uh, clients is that, you know, you could drive a car. If it has a flat tire, you're not going to say, I'm not going to drive cars anymore. I got a flat tire. I'm not a good driver. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But when it comes to our life, we don't, we're not a wobbly here folks well to compartmentalize sometimes the roles and we just it's like an all or nothing yeah very extreme type of thinking so i think that's really where a lot of that's then where does that come from though who put those expectations on us because it wasn't the expectation you know in times of old is this part of the women's lib movement you know i'm so independent i can be everything and then basically uh, you know i think that, maybe yes, that can be a part of <laughs> Right. I think that it's, um, you know, seeking that validation Mm -hmm. in different ways. And society does play a role with it. I know when I first uh, decided to get into life coaching, I just kind of did a pause with social media. I stopped watching TV because I 
I had kind of lost my own voice. Yes. I felt like I had the voices of others, family, friends, uh, society. And I just needed to take some time to figure out what is it that I want to do? Yeah. What is my, you know, values and uh, all these type of things. So I think it's kind of like a combination of all of that, you know, yeah. uh, it all gets mixed in to where you're so busy just being in this role and surviving that you really don't question things. You know, you just allow these expectations to form and you never question and say, you know what? Um, okay, it's important for me to have three square meals for my kids, but everything doesn't have to be homemade. You know, I mean, that was something that I struggled with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are having a, a little bit of a delay here today. I'm not quite sure what's um, going on. Stay home mom, I say, and it's like French fry sometimes. Okay, we're having a bit of feedback and a bit of delay here. So bear with us, folks. Um, you know, this is the internet, which is a wonderful tool, but at the same time, it has yeah. its own challenges, right? Um, and doesn't always um, adhere to us. So you're right, is that there is this expectation that we have to be Miss Perfect Mom, Perfect Wife, only the home-cooked meal. Mm -hmm. You bought a meal, you know, and she's wearing right. what? And, uh, and the hair right. is doing what? And, and your kids are playing in the mud? Oh, you know, I got criticized yes. a lot for my uh, raising of my children because I raised my children to question. Um, to be inquisitive, mm -hmm. to test their own mm -hmm. boundaries, but to know when instinctually they were going too far, you know, when to pull back. Right. I wanted them to be prepared to survive in the world. So exactly. Um, and I, I became that house where other kids came to when parents right. weren't willing to listen or, mm -hmm. you know, where they were feeling unheard or unwanted. And um, mm -hmm. because I was a no nonsense mum. But at the same time, that didn't mean there wasn't love. Made exactly. What you did, but that doesn't have any effect on the how I love you, right? Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. And I think that's the common denominator of parenting. It doesn't matter if you're struggling sometimes, but as long as the kids know there's love there, there's exactly. genuine love there, they'll get through any storm, won't they? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we've had our share, you know, because, my kids have been able to see through some of their older siblings. Um, you know, just the case right now, we have our oldest daughter. We uh, come from a religious background. My husband is a pastor and she's a single mom. Mm -hmm. You know, so being able to balance and explain to them uh, the whole thing that, you know, life is about each individual making their own choices. Yes. And we accept and love you as you are. It doesn't matter, you right. know. So those are things that you can't control. And that's mm -hmm. like one of the seven things that I discuss with burnout is knowing what you can control and what you can't. It's silly for me to have this legalistic attitude that, hey, don't come in here with any kids. I mean, that's, of course, the goal. Yeah, But in the event that it happens, you're faced with some decisions to say, you know, is this goal so important that you can't give the love that's necessary during a time that, of something that you wouldn't want for your kids? Right. And yeah. the thing is, is, um, you know, we, we all make mistakes. And when mm -hmm. it, especially if it comes to another life, you know, it's, yes. we don't persecute the child and uh, you mm -hmm. really can't persecute the mother. You know, they know they're going to, they're, 
<laughs> the consequences they're going to be painful for the rest of their lives you Absolutely. don't need to persecute so basic at this point it's support it doesn't mean um you agree with the decision but you support it because it's exactly. more than one life at risk here right so uh, and that's when Absolutely. love has to step in you see i mean you know that there's mm -hmm. a movie on right now you know about trying to change a child that was born gay into not being gay there's you know there's i have an interview with somebody that was brutally beaten and um and sexually abused by his family and even and russian mm. roulette guns and things like this and you look at the way some people are brought up and we wonder yes. why we have so many dysfunctional people in the world and that dysfunction comes from parents who are not uh, or have probably never known love themselves right right so they mm -hmm. don't know how to love exactly uh, and they you know they're, they're still carrying baggage that they're not even sure what it is they're carrying then unwilling or unable to do the work to find mm -hmm. that self-love so that they can find love um and that's a, a really hard thing to do because of course then it gets imposed upon the children and this is where exactly. you end up with so much disconnect so whatever mm -hmm. goes on in the dynamics of a family there's always going to be some things that you don't like That's tell me about it, it. yeah right? always mm -hmm. decisions mm -hmm. that they make and you just pray just pray just right. please pray pray that they find another <laughs> fork in the road and, and go a different direction absolutely but at some point you have to step back don't you yeah and, and go i love them here's the white light here's all my prayers for them but I have to step back and let make their own decisions because Definitely. you can't control those choices. It's mm -hmm. not for us to do. We're only custodians, aren't we? That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just in, instilling in them that inner strength to mm -hmm. understand that, you know, you're going to make choices and sometimes you're going to be the victim of other people's bad choices, yeah. you yes. know? So knowing how to navigate during those times and, yeah. You know, you brought up the thing about the parents not necessarily knowing love. And right. that looks so different for so many people. Yeah. And um, if you can't love yourself, it's going to be hard for you to instill the things that you desire for your kids and them. Yes. You know, because you that uh, clouds a lot of your vision. That takes away a lot of clarity mm -hmm. because you're so concerned about the wrong thing. Mm-hmm that it's uh help it's hard for your kids to get the right things in order for them to um grow up and that's one of the things that i had to be honest with myself with and say you know what i am just feeling like my love is determined by how many things i do right how many nice deeds i do for people and i was spreading myself so thin and then still li living each day feeling like I hadn't accomplished much. Right. You know, the bar just kept getting higher and higher and higher. And I felt like I still wasn't accomplishing anything. So being able to kind of take that time to inner reflect, it takes a lot of courage yes. to do it, yes. you know, but there's a lot of freedom once you decide, Hey, I just don't want this life anymore. I want to be happy and I want to be fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Stop chasing the illusion. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's, uh, you know, I say this all the time, it's society's expectation. Right. But who decided? And who why did we agree? 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And why do we persecute ourselves so much to try and living up to an expectation that it hasn't got anything to do with us? Right. And then when you talk to your friends and family, you realize everybody else is dealing with the same stress yeah. and nobody else agrees with it either. Right. But we're all sucked in to this mindset of way of thinking. And yeah, it's really uh, crazy how that happens. And counterproductive. Because mm -hmm. you know, we're not being productive people at all. Uh, because right. we're in this spiral of trying to please, trying to Absolutely. fit an image, you know, um, mm -hmm. trying to be Miss Perfect. But what is perfect? Perfect exactly. is a happy home, is right. happy children. Right. right. Mm -hmm. you know, and as the husband would say, happy wife. Happy, <laughs> happy home. Marriage, yes. Happy home, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when when everybody is just simply living their life with love mm -hmm. and believing in their possibilities and, f and feel that they're loved and supported enough to spread the wings in right. and explore. Right. Really, mm -hmm. that is really what it's all about. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed that so much more for myself, that allows me to be able to give my all to someone and be intentional in an experience in a meeting because I feel like I don't need to come to the meeting to get something from no. somebody. No. I feel like I can be there and pour out everything and walk away feeling like I'm adding value and then moving on to the next person. Right. Whereas before it's like, I need this person to validate yeah. me or I need to feel like I'm doing a good deed. And you know, you never know who you can run into. So if there, you run into somebody who doesn't know how to give love or whatever, it's like your day is shot because you needed something from somebody. You gave them the control that they may not necessarily have deserved and you're walking away feeling worse. So yeah. Yeah, never give it's, your it power was away, lesson. right? Yes, yeah. definitely. It is, it is about sharing the empowerment, exactly. but don't give your power away. Right. Exactly. Because, because uh, when you do, then you become vulnerable and definitely uh, and that vulnerability starts chiseling away and right. at your confidence, at your self-worth, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you second guess everything of who you are, what you are, what you've done. Absolutely. Uh, you're trying to validate what? Right. <laughs> what? Who? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody on the outside matters until the inside matters. That is so true. Yeah. So that was, you know, it was a struggle for me because like I said, I had to learn that after three hospitalizations, mm -hmm. but I'm thankful that I did learn it. And I look at those experiences as uh, a wonderful opportunity to get a second chance. Yes. A second chance of knowing how to live life right and better, you know, so I'm thankful for it. You know, now I can really appreciate it. Of course, it was hard going through it. But I definitely have learned and uh, I love being able to share that gift mm. to other people that may be struggling with the same thing. The mm -hmm. thing is, is that the best form of information is from people who've taken the path. Oh, yeah. You know, avoid mm -hmm. this pothole. <laughs> right. Make sure you've got this in your backpack. Exactly. <laughs> Don't go out when there's a thunderstorm. You know? Right. And it's, and it's, it's not you know, you traveling by numbers, it's you traveling equipped with knowledge, exactly. with tools, with instruments that are going to help you in your journey of life. Your journey of life is up to you. But exactly. when somebody else has taken that journey, 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they've had the potholes for you and they're now turning around helping you navigate through yours. It right. just makes us all get to where we're going in life, which, of course, life is a journey. You know, the going is to, to the end. But it, mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's little milestones along the way of achievability. Yeah. And we want to get to those so we can um, really feel triumphant. And I, I did this. I reached right. That, right? right. And if I can do this, what else can I do? And, Absolutely. And that only comes from your own self-discovery and your willingness yeah. to place value upon yourself. Mm-hmm. Empower yourself. But most Definitely. importantly, the love of self. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. And I know one thing that you did point out is that, you know, the person has to be willing yeah. to ask. You yes. know, it's like there are so many mentors, coaches out mm. there that are willing to help. But, you know, that's one of the things I appreciate with being a coach. My job is not to tell you what to do. It's for you to realize, you know what, I'm having a problem trusting people or I'm having a problem establishing boundaries or I'm having a problem with self-confidence. You've already identified your problem. Mm -hmm. Now you're looking to me, how am I going to handle this? How am I going to get past this? How am I going to overcome this? And so that's a different place because a lot of people feel like, you know, a role of a coach is just to tell you what to do and give you a formula. Everybody's different. We have our own story. And so a coach takes the time to figure out, okay, well, why are you feeling this lack of self-confidence? Is it something in your family? We go back and we kind of figure out where it started because what really happens is that when you have an issue with something, if it's confidence, if it's establishing boundaries, there was some event that occurred. That event only occurred one time. Yes. But you're beating yourself up or yeah. it's affecting your future because you have not handled that actual event in a proper way. And it could have been because you were young and didn't have the knowledge or mm-hmm. there's a number of reasons why. And yeah. so we... Uh, get together and figure out why did you respond that way? And now that you have the information that you do have, how would you like to handle the situation? You can't go back and change it, but you can now begin a new boundary for whatever, you know, maybe it's for spending, you know, so that you will not get in debt from this point on. So different things like that. And that's the thing, you know, we've already discussed one, which is your, your worth is not determined mm-hmm. by the role you play like as a mm-hmm. wife, mother or position or career. And of course, the second one we've already done, identify what you can and cannot control, mm-hmm. which is a huge one, isn't it? Because if, we, if we're trying to control everything, what's happening? <laughs> it, we're being wound up like a clock and what's going to happen? The spring's going to go. You're going to end up in hospital. Exactly. You know, when we realize that we have no control, that's when mm-hmm. we realize we're more in control. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. Then of course, uh, your third one is establishing realistic goals. Now, that's mm-hmm. really important because, you know, it's not your five-year plan. Right. You know? It's really your goal getting to the end of the block, so to speak. You know? Right. Well, and when you place a good foundation, a good blueprint, really well founded, And mm-hmm. your goal is that, you know, I want to build a high rise. Well, you don't right. go from the top down. 
You've exactly. got to build a very solid foundation that's going to be able to take the many flaws of achievement that you're going to right. have. So right. if a lot of people have got the great ideas and they go mm -hmm. straight after the idea without building the foundation, then they wonder why it crumbles. Exactly. So goal setting, it really is the nitty gritty of the seeding, the rooting, the building, the foundating so that you can grow solid. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's sometimes the problem for a lot of moms because mm -hmm. we look at, you know, like I said, I felt really bad if my kids weren't making good grades. And, you know, that doesn't take into account for me to think about, well, my strengths might have been math and science. So yes. if I have a child who would, does not have that strength, I'm thinking, what's wrong with them? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this is my child. Why aren't they good at that? And so I can have a, a goal of, well, I want them to make A's and B's, but I'm not taking into account the reality that my child may be a creative mindset yes. that doesn't even think along the math and yes. science. Do you see what that I'm saying? Me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so I couldn't grasp that and comprehend that. So I felt like, oh, what's wrong with my child? Instead of accepting my child for their strength, that may be different than mine. Yeah. And coming up with some goals that both of us can be happy with. Right. And see, that's another thing. You know, sometimes as a parent, we have goals for our kids' mm -hmm. lives, but we don't give them any input. Oh, you oh, know? oh, <laughs> oh my God. Are you hitting on something there? I would tell you pretty well, every show I do, um, you know, anybody that's had the journey in life, it's somewhere along the line is the injured child. The child right. that was not given a voice, the child that was not loved, the child that was not recognized for who they are, or what their gifts were. Mm -hmm. Expectations put upon the child. You must be rather right. than I see who you are. Let's nurture that. And exactly. That's you know, in, in True Colors and uh, the Myers and Briggs things, there's four key personalities that we all mm -hmm. have. And those mm -hmm. are the perspectives that we see in life. Mm -hmm. Well, if we look at that as I'm a creative, blue, right <laughs> sky, right and i see everything from possibility and creativity you know the whole picture and then it has to go down to the to the core root some right. people may see things from the core root some people may see things as a blueprint the point is listening to our child's language listening right. to how they see things because mm -hmm. then we know how to nurture and conduct that not dictate oh you've got to think my way exactly <laughs> okay um, yes, folks, I had a little coughing spasm there. I'm um, sorry about that. Um, I will hopefully got most of it chopped out. And, um, you know, that kind of brings to point that we're always going to have a little spanner in the work somewhere along the line, aren't we? Mm -hmm. you know, and again, going back to our, how we perceive things, some people right. really look to things or everything's got to be perfect. Mm -hmm. that you know having a, an asthmatic coughing fit in the middle of something it's like <laughs> oh my god you know not professional well, you know i'm human right. you know right. one of my conditions that i have and i when get into one of those things it's a spasm and can't stop it yes that's, that's the thing in life too isn't it is making sure with our kids is that if they do have something, they get anxious mm -hmm. or, or something happens. It's never to feel guilty or ashamed about it because Definitely. life happens, right? Definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I really like that uh, point about it. And uh, one of the things that I've also learned too is that I feel like 
what I had used to do was if I'm a creative person and someone is not, I look at my way is right and their way is wrong. Right. Instead of looking at there are two perspectives to a situation. And I, based on my upbringing, chose to handle things this way. Yes. But it's okay to be able to explore maybe that may not have been the best way of doing it, or it doesn't mean that my way was wrong um, there, you know, cause I'm learning this with the millennials. To me, yes. I feel like there's a lot of strengths to them. They're like, you know, Hey, why work hard if you can work smart? Yes. So some yes. things we can get from them. Right. Yeah. And then some things we still can keep, but knowing why you're doing something. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of this goes back to really knowing what your voice is. Yeah and what you value and stand for, because you can be clear about, well, why would I do that or why wouldn't I? Yeah. And being able to stand on that. And yeah, going yeah. back to that expectation, was it something expected of me or is it something that's really exactly. valid? You know, exactly, exactly. Is it, does it, is it even apropos to the moment, you know, and that's the thing is, is um, getting caught up in something that Definitely. we think others expect from us and, mm -hmm. um, so we're going to number four, which is create a system that consists of including work towards your goals in your daily routine. Yes. And that's thing, it's small changes, isn't it? You're not going to change everything, Definitely. right? You know, it, <laughs> we've got to understand the, the brain is the CPU, it's the hard drive. Exactly. Right? The mind is the programming. Now, if you've uh -huh. got an awful lot of programming in there that's out of date, you've got to right. take the time to go through there to reprogram. Exactly. Right? So it's yeah. deleting the old, introducing the new, and mm -hmm. we know that it takes eight new, eight times doing something before the mind starts grabbing onto it. Exactly. So practice makes perfect. This is so true. And I think another thing is <clears throat> attaching something new to something old. Yes. So yes. if you get up and you brush your teeth in the morning, maybe you can get up and say, you know what, I'm going to say five things I'm grateful for while yeah. I'm brushing my teeth. Yeah. So if you're attaching it to something old, you can incorporate it a lot faster, more so than just saying, you know what, I don't exercise. So next week, I'm going to work out five days out of the week when you haven't been doing anything at all. Then you're so worn out that yeah. it's like you did it for five days, but then it's going to be five months before you do it again. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby steps. I mean, baby, baby steps, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the thing is, is the gratitude is a great point, but also enthusiasm. Yeah. If yes. you don't overload yourself with like, I've got to be, you know, from zero to ten in ten seconds, and just go <laughs> zero to one is fine, right? Yeah? And and I did that in five seconds. Yeah, kudo. Next, the right. next step is going to be better, and and it's okay to do baby steps because again, that's in the foundation is more secure, isn't it? Right, right. And you're able to maintain that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. if you're doing baby steps, your expectations are a lot lower, mm -hmm. and when you exceed those expectations, that gives you the momentum to keep moving forward. Right. You and know, push yourself and, a little further. Oh, well, right. I could do that. I could do this. Yeah. And you're building not just the baby steps, but you're building consistency mm -hmm. and discipline, which are the things that you'll be able to do on that hard day when, you know, you don't feel like going to work, but you're already used to thinking of the things you're grateful for. So it's yeah. like, you know, I'm glad I have a job. 
mm. uh, other people are not working. So that's mm. one of the five things that you can genuinely be happy for on that day when you might not be having the best day. And it's good to actually probably keep those five things in the morning consistent. Yeah. You know, the, the, the solids. Yes. Right? Yes, definitely. And you can mm -hmm. add gratitude through the day for the other little things that happen. Um, Absolutely. But those five solids are, are you know, the, the, your root, your meat exactly. and your potatoes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, you know, when you have an emergency, uh, something that comes out of left field, you still have the foundation and stability of knowing what to expect every day. And that's right. what you've decided you're going to expect every day. Yes. Not what somebody else is telling you you have to expect every day. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I always um, refer to people kind of as trees is, you know, find your, your soil to root and allow your, your trunk to be uh, the core of you, to be strong. And then you can branch out and be flexible in the wind of life. That's good. I like that. So, you know, we, we have to know how to bend and go with the wind. It's always mm -hmm. going to, sometimes it's a breeze, sometimes it's a tornado. But if the core of right. us is strong, if our roots are strong, we'll weather those storms. Definitely. I totally agree with that. That's a great <laughs> point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, number um, five I love, spend the first hour you awake <laughs> doing something for yourself. This yes. will allow you to have a better attitude in tackling your day. Mm -hmm. Now, most moms are going to get, but I dragged myself out of bed and I've got to make lunches and get the breakfast. What do you mean take an hour for myself? <laughs> yeah. For me, I started getting up an hour earlier and mm -hmm. doing something that I wanted because what I noticed when my days were overwhelming and out of mm -hmm. control is that I never had that time uh, for myself. I would always do for others and there wouldn't be anything left over. So I'm left over late at night, staying up, um, <coughs> watching whatever's on TV, not even watching a show that I maybe even right. wanted to watch. I'm just watching what's available. Yeah. And um, that going to bed unfulfilled and then waking up and thinking I'm going to do the same thing the next day. Yeah. So I noticed that I always put others before myself. Mm -hmm. And so for me, just to make the change to get up and read a book, <laughs> uh, to have prayer or, you know, do something for my business for an hour gave me that much more momentum to be able to tackle the day and feel like, you know what, I've accomplished mm -hmm. the most important thing for me. Now I can give to everybody else. And it's not concentrating yourself, right? Exactly. I mean, it's but even just being in the shower, you know, letting that water come down, some affirmations, maybe a little tapping, you know, it's that preparing yes. yourself for the day. I'm even going through some business while that water is running down you. It's taking time. Mm -hmm. Now you're oxygenated, you know, yes. you, you're in the right gear. And then whatever the day is going yes. to hand to you, you're ready to handle. Absolutely. Yep. That's absolutely right. Because, you know, like I said, we usually, as moms, we give ourselves the leftovers. Yes. And it may not even be anything that we wanted. All the good stuff was already picked and we're just left with the scraps. And to do that every day, it just gets to be exhausting. And you're never going to be able to uh, pick yourself up sometimes a lot of uh, times because you, you don't really have anything not enough energy to be able to do that, yeah. you know. And you feel You're so just... unappreciated. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. I think Definitely. every mom goes through that somewhere along the line that you feel so unappreciated. Mm-hmm. You, know, you do all this for them and they just take it for granted. Exactly. And, they, and it's just their expectation that mom will do it. Right. right. And, uh, you know, not that mom's tired or mom's this or mom's that. Mom exactly. will do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But and we, I, let, know, we set that up though. We, we loved set it. That up. Yeah. We set that up. So yeah, I, so I just said, you know what, if I want to be happy, if I want to be energized, it's up to me to do that for myself yes. so that I can reflect that type of energy to my kids. And I wanted to be excited. Yes. You know, I, most mornings I would just get up and I'd be like, oh, here we go again <laughs> with the same thing. But now it's like, I'm excited. I can really give to them. Hey, what kind of day are we going to have? You know, I can establish new routines with them because I'm coming from a different place. So now there's another big word that a mom very rarely uses for Mm -hmm. herself. I mean, you know, we say it to the kids, but we don't say it for ourselves. The big word, no. Yes. No, no, you can't do this. But it's like, mom, can you do that? No. And we don't do it enough, do we? (laughs) Exactly. And that's really, that was a lot of mine, you know, because my kids were younger. They would, I would have to bring their lunches. They forget them. And a lot of times if you're a stay-home mom, you know, that expectation is even greater because they're like, oh, you're at home. You're not doing anything. Exactly. Yes. Oh no, place vacuums itself, dishes do right. itself, laundry does itself. I'm just watching soap operas all day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. that, yeah, that is so true. Mm-hmm. I remember actually at one time giving my husband a bill, an invoice. And he goes, what's this for? And I said, read mm-hmm. it. So he yeah. looked at babysitting, how much it would mm-hmm. cost, right? housekeeping how much it would cost, uh, you that know, laundry, good. how much it would cost, uh, bedtime, how much it would cost. Yes. Right? And yeah. I looked at the bill and goes, God, this is so much money. And I, huh? And what do I yeah. get? <laughs> what do I get? I don't even get a thank you. Right. If that I wasn't here, this is what you would have to pay to replace me. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's one of the things that we kind of just take it for granted. We just assume and, you know, there's just things that you need that you're going to have to make sure that there's that balance with. And it's not saying that we don't want to, but if you're doing that in a burnout mode, it just can spiral into so many different areas of your life with your marriage, with your relationship with your kids and resentment, anger, all these things can stem as a result of that. So it is so good to be able to have those uh, very candid conversations because your needs are going to change. Yes. You know, and it's even with the kids, they start out as toddlers and there's certain things that we have to do for them and they grow up, they get independent and, you know, we go through transitions and we have to make sure that those are smooth transitions taken into account all the parties that are involved because it's not just us, but it's, uh, you know, a community, so to speak, you know, within your own home. Now here's a big one. Mm -hmm. Most moms, wives Mm -hmm. don't ask the husbands for help because, Oh, they've been out at work all day. Mm -hmm. 
right? They come mm-hmm. in, they're tired, they want to put their feet up, have a drink, watch, watch mm-hmm. football, expect the food on the table. Mm-hmm. And they don't acknowledge you're still working. Right, right. And I think that that is, <clears throat> that's a hard one to kind of deal with because there are even times where I feel like I can look back in my own past that I feel like I was communicating those things to my husband, but he just didn't hear them. Right. You know, because it's like, if you're still doing certain things and not really speaking up for yourself, then it's like, oh, she's just kind of nagging or she's saying this today and tomorrow she's going to be fine. You know, they may not really understand the extent of Mm -hmm. what it is you're actually saying because they're so used to you doing these things. And so it's just like uh, change, you know, even when it comes to our kids, you know, we look up and it's like, oh, they're preteens, you know, their voice is getting deeper or they <laughs> interested in, you know, girls or boys or whatever. And it just feels like it happens overnight. We weren't ready for it. Right. And so it's the same thing with some of the dynamics with family, with the needs of the wife or the husband things just change. And if we're not careful to make sure that those lines of communication are open, um, there's going to be other signs, you know, like if you're not having date night or certain things that you've established in your relationship to kind of make sure you have boundaries for these things, then it's going to make it harder because when those things come up, if you've kind of just been going in survival mode for so long, you're not going to notice the warning signs. Right. But if there's certain things that you establish ahead of time, you can say, hey, you know what? This is getting out of control. And you have that um, arena, so to speak, where you can talk about these things. And it's not just like you're saying that's because he got home from work today. Right. You know what I mean? It's something that you guys are taking serious action to make sure that you're keeping an eye on certain things. Well, it's the same thing as if you're running a business. You have to take, you know, um, be mindful of all the little details, right? <clears throat> right? All the little mm-hmm. details will, will create cracks in the walls. If, you know, because right. everybody's looking just for the big one, but no, those mm-hmm. little cracks grow bigger and they get to a point you can't fill them in anymore. So exactly. you have to look at a relationship in many, many ways as if you are running a business, because if you mm-hmm. don't spend attention to each other, that business is going to crumble. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's <clears throat> one of the hard things to be able to, um, that's one of the things that I deal with with a lot of women is really being able to know your voice, mm-hmm. to be able to express these things, to know what your values are and be able to have effective communication because you could, like I said, you could be telling your husband certain things and they don't hear a thing or, you know, they hear it as you saying it, but it's not as, as pressing as what you feel it is. I actually found writing was better. Yes. I used to write. um, I mean, I'm divorced now, but um, Mm -hmm. you know, the only way I found that my husband heard me is I wrote to them. Mm-hmm. And so he could read it when he was ready. He could digest mm-hmm. it the way he was ready. He attached mm-hmm. whatever tone he wanted to attach to it. But right. you know, it was me being able to get my words out before, because if you speak it, the immediate defense goes up. Exactly. All right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm handing it to him and he's reading it in his own time. Right. You know, and reads it to the end. The hope is that he's actually going to truly listen 
exactly not get defensive just that you know we need to talk right (laughs) right yeah and I know for a lot of times with women a lot of times before we even speak it it's Mm -hmm. really been a problem yes and so we're not coming from a place of honey can we yes. sit down and talk? We are frustrated. Right. We are kind of like at wits. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. And so it's not going to be kind of no. effective anyway, because yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the, the top has blown, yes. you know, at that point. And so that's when a lot of things could be misconstrued and you're probably not even in a place mm. to want to hear some of the comments, but you know, it's like, we've been thinking about this for months yeah. and weeks. Yeah. And we just throw it on them and we expect them to have an answer when they haven't had any time to meditate or think about it. Right. Because, you know, the time that we've had. So, you know, it, it says a lot to yes. be able to communicate with that. That's true. Mm-hmm. And it's not the blame game. It's the, are you aware? Right. Right. You, know, you do this and you do that. Blame game. If it's, a, exactly. are you aware, you, you know, that when you do this, this is how I react. Exactly. Because most of the time, they're completely ignorant as to what's going on. So if you and make them aware, right. Right, you're inviting them to see it from a different perspective and the effect that it's having on you. And Definitely. They, you, they don't want to hurt you, right? Right, right. But if you're coming at them with the blame, the defense goes up again. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, the <laughs> sixth one that I, I love what you've got here, which is so very important, which is mm-hmm. create a support group, a tribe of like-minded people to help encourage you on the bad days. Right. We need our village, don't we? Yes, definitely. And, you know, even through transition days, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that if I've kind of really tackled having toddlers and then mm-hmm. my kids are going into the teenage years, being able to get some mentoring or coaching on people that have already dealt with teenagers and what that looked like can help allow yes. me the grace to not be so hard on myself right. or hard or on my kids. Yeah. yeah. Be able to understand, okay, this is a realistic goal. What you want to do, that sounds good, but you know, don't have these unrealistic expectations. And you and know, also warning they, signs. Definitely. You know, I mean, how many times do we hear, you know, I, I never saw that coming. I never exactly. knew that was going on. And, exactly. uh, you know, and that's the thing is uh, suddenly very quiet in the room when they're normally not. Or, you know, yeah. what kind of friends are they with? Or are they spending mm-hmm. too much time online? And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not, I demand you tell me. It's like, right. I am noticing. Can you mm-hmm. share with me? Excellent. Yeah, that's excellent because there are those things that happen. We just yeah. kind of like, oh, it was a quiet day. That was right. good. I'm looking for quiet days yes. and quiet can mean something else, you yeah. know, based on their age and, yes. you know, exactly all the things you alluded to. Because we look at our kids as being these perfect little mini means, yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. We've got this good, we can bring them up with good values and we just assume that they're not battling or struggling with anything. And, you know, we have to be careful to make sure that we are approachable yeah. and that we are attuned to what's really going on. Cause how many moms have found out about, you know, predators on social media yes. because they weren't aware 
yeah. of what was really going on. But there's people that take uh, a liking to whatever age group certain kids are doing things. Yeah. And what is their motivation for that? Even right. like some of these video games, you know? Yes. And it's a way for them to sometimes uh, not always be a good person, but be a predator. Right. So you have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is, you know, it's very hard today because cyber is a wonderful learning tool. It's a wonderful mm -hmm. connection tool and wouldn't be doing the show without it. But of mm -hmm. course it has the, the dark side of it because there's darkness in humans and mm -hmm. you know, what you feed will grow. So if Definitely. you feed the light in, in your kids, but awareness of the darkness, exactly. You know, um, awareness, um, you know, as I said, I used to teach my kids, you know, walk the, the wall of life but you know mm -hmm. understand that if you push too far you're going to fall over and now you know mm -hmm. my kids fell over and it'll be what do you think you were doing <laughs> now you've got a broken leg you know right. that didn't mean at any time that i didn't love them it's like okay now we what are we going to do to get you back on your feet right exactly they're the ones that are in pain or you know suffering from mm -hmm. it i don't need mm -hmm. to persecute them any further you know, oh, definitely. You know, it's like, um, you know, that was stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, mum. But, you know, at the same time, they know the love is there, the caring is there to help them get back on their feet. And, you definitely. know, one time my son took a path that I just, I said, while you're on this path, I, I can't see you. It pains mm -hmm. me too much to, to see these choices. It pains me too much. The anger that's in you, I cannot be around it. Mm -hmm. And we had very little to do with each other. And mm -hmm. he said he came to a crossroads in life where it was this way or that way. And he said, he saw my face and he saw my love. And he said, I can't, I can't do that to my mother. And he took the other road. Praise right? God. So That's he, awesome. Even though we weren't around each other at that time, the mm -hmm. love that I poured into him all his life Amen. was enough to direct it. So sometimes we just have to trust that, don't we? Yeah. That definitely is true. And, you know, that's one of the things that I had to struggle with, with being away from my kids, because all I knew was being a stay-home mom. Yeah. So when these hospitalizations, yes. you know, I feel like there might have been some abandonment issues and mm. some trust that I still have to build up in each of my kids for that time, because they didn't really understand it. Right. But the reality is of trusting what you instilled in your kids. Yes and giving them the time that they need to heal because I feel like even though I needed to heal, they needed to heal also. And trusting that what you put in them is uh, going to be evident, you know, no matter what trial you go through, you just yeah. have to have the faith to believe that if you do something in love, it's going to be uh, received that way. Right. No matter and also, how long. You know, not, yeah. not to feel guilty, the fact that you were in hospital, because yes. you made the choice to overdo. overdo. Right. 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 You right. didn't ask for help or you didn't, you exactly. were living up to an expectation. And it wasn't, you know, placed on them because if they had more demands on you, it's because you were willing to give. Exactly. You didn't know your no. You didn't right. know your boundaries, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it was no blame on them, but the kids automatically, when their parents are hurting, take the blame. Exactly. Yeah. They feel like it was something they did or yeah. something like that. And still just, or even just the trust. Well, I don't know if I want to give this to mom. I don't know if this yeah. is going to take her over the edge. So, right. you know, just dealing with the reality that that definitely could be a thought process of them, mm -hmm. but being able to figure out, you know what, you might've thought that this is how we're doing things differently now, but yes. having those open conversations because 
not only am I a victim, but they're a victim also. And being right. able to acknowledge that, you know, yes. and that happens, you know, and that's the reality. It's like, hey, it is what it is. We can have that perfect life, yeah. but I don't know where it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, it's again, the illusion, you know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Brady Bunch, you know, exactly. It's, uh, the thing is, uh, the perfect life is when no matter what storms come into our lives, the mm -hmm. love will prevail. The roots, the core will prevail. Definitely. And that, you know, however many branches may break, you mm -hmm. know, we grow another branch, you know, mm -hmm. it's, and it's making sure that we're there for each other. You know, as I said, my right. daughter just got married um, um, a month ago and mm -hmm. you know, the whole family was there. And, it, you know, there's my son crying, giving her, a, doing the speech, Aww. you know, my other daughter. And, uh, and you know, it's just, her father was obviously there. We both walked her down the aisle because it was an outside wedding at a, at an orchard and it was a vegan wedding and it was so her, That's you know, beautiful. so her. Yeah. And it was like, I'm there with the camera filming the entire ceremony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typical mom. <laughs> Which I made into so a mini video sweet. of them, you know? Um, but the, you know, the thing is, is that you see those moments and it's their day. But mm -hmm. it's your day too, you know, because yes. there is my first one getting married. Um, but just mm -hmm. to look at who they are, mm -hmm. you know, I um, mean, she's made the really right choice in, in spouse. I really like him a lot. Mm -hmm. And I like who she's become because of him. But mm -hmm. she was willing to take the journey into her own self-discovery and not mm -hmm. just settle, not just go with somebody because. Right. You know, there was always that in her. But no, if it doesn't feel right, I can't do it. That's awesome. I, and that yeah. is something I think to instill in our children to listen to the soul, the heart, the spirit, mm -hmm. and not just the head. Definitely. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you got to be careful with some of the outside influence. <laughs> yes. Even if you have close friends you grew up with and, mm -hmm. you know, you can be conditioned to believe that you should be reacting a certain way. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is true. And, uh, popularity definitely <laughs> you know that's um i'm passing my cough on sorry <laughs> <laughs> popularity you know it's not just for the kids and the teens you know definitely it, moms there is that competitiveness and to be the popular mom and the popular house and the popular this. definitely and you know again it's like let it go let it go let it you're, go you're being again a victim Mm -hmm. to the societal expectation, you know, housewives of, you know, house oh, moms yes. of. And it's like, yes. then comes out, oh, did you see what she did? Oh, what was she wearing? Oh, mm -hmm. look what she does with her kids. And judgment, mm -hmm. judgment, judgment. And we take it on and we start questioning ourselves. Definitely. Let that go. That serves nobody. No one at all. Serves nobody. Serves nobody. <clears throat> and yep. that, is, that leaves less for us to give to our kids or even yeah. just the shallowness. Yes. Of what it is we're striving because it's not about the material things. It's not about status. At the end of the day, you can have those things. Yes. And still be unhappy and unfulfilled. Absolutely. You know, and that's what I learned. You know, people look on the outside and it's mm -hmm. like, wow, they got all these kids. They've been married this long and they just have everything perfect. And that's not always true. Right. No. Yeah. And if you're looking for the perfect life, um, mm -hmm. wrap yourself up in cellophane. You know, it's just unrealistic you know life yeah. is messy 
Mm-hmm. Life is meant to be filled with challenges and, and wonderment and exploration and adventure. It's not mm-hmm. about stagnation and it's not about status quo. It's, it is pushing the envelope of how far can I go, but making sure that you're going in the right direction. And, you know, sometimes you make a wrong decision. You go down a wrong road. Don't beat yourself up for it. Be aware of it. Turn around, you know. Definitely. Be willing, be willing to go, you know what, that was a mistake. But mm-hmm. it's never a mistake if you've learned something from it. Definitely. That is the, absolutely true. And that's what I tell people, you know, learn from your experiences <clears throat> and establish a new boundary or yes. establish a new value. Yes. Something that's going to change from how you do things in the future so that you can learn and you can grow from that. Right. You know? Yes. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Now, if... Um, here at Self-Discovery Radio, um, TV.com, it's, it's about interviewing people that have been willing to take the journey in life mm-hmm. and to share the, you know, the challenges and the obstacles and, and to show that by going through the process, mm-hmm. you know, the, the knowledge and the wisdom to understand the knowledge, right. and the tools and the skills that they're now sharing with others. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, I always find it really beautiful when people have gone through you know, some hard times and who they are today because of it. Right. You know, and it's be willing to go through the, the bumpy road, be willing mm-hmm. to go through the crash, you know, be willing to go through the obstacles and mm-hmm. there is no avoiding them, but right. it, who you are when you face them, who you become because of them right, is what life is all about. And, being able to stand tall in your life once you've gone through something and look at your life and go, you know what? I took a windy road. I took a bumpy road. Right. The road I'm on today, who I am, on, who I am today, what I represent today is someone I love and respect. Definitely. And that's the journey of life, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that you hit the nail on the head with that <clears throat> one because that is so important to realize in order for you to get free from whatever your obstacle or trials were. Yes. I know for me, I had to realize, you know what? Hey, I was hospitalized. I did this wrong. I did that wrong, but I'm not that person anymore. I didn't have the knowledge that I have now. And so now I can look at that and not feel judged by sharing that. Yeah. I can feel like I can totally embrace it and I can be as transparent as need be to people who may be afraid of struggling through the same thing because I'm not that person, you know, I'm an overcomer. So it's like, I've been there. I done that. And the things I tried, Hey, three times I bumped my head against the wall, had to be hospitalized to figure out those were not working. Right. But now that I've figured out what works, you know, I don't have a problem sharing what it was that had me in that place, you know, that, bad place that I couldn't get out of. And so that is so important to realize that, you know, as you go through your journey, that you have that self-awareness and have the courage to be self-aware because, you know, it comes from a place when you are experiencing that of feeling shame, of feeling judged and things like that. But once you just begin to embrace, Hey, this is a part of who I am for whatever reason, how am I going to get past it? And you grab onto everything you can that's helping you until you get out, then, you know, that's just the best place to be. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you look back on yourself and you don't beat yourself up. I mean, God, I've made right. choices in life and go, what was I thinking? But that's the point. You were yes. in that zone and, and you were thinking at the time that was the way out or that was right. what expected of you. Now right. you know better. Right. And you're going to be nicer and kinder to yourself. And that exactly. means that you, you know what, how far you can go. You've learned exactly. the magic word, no. Yes. Right? <laughs> and, and you've placed that value upon yourself because right. when you oxygenate yourself, when you mm-hmm. replenish yourself, your cup will run off over. Definitely. Right? When yeah. you're replenishing everyone else, the well doesn't get, you know, De- um, repleted it's you that's depleted right? yes you can't give anything if you're exhausted or you can't finished I, yeah i always remind myself you cannot pour from an empty cup exactly so you know i i was just pouring and pouring and i don't know where i was pouring because there was nothing in the cup right i never took time to refill it so right. it's like, exactly <laughs> and and no you telling know, what i was giving people resentment comes in <laughs> You know, resentment yes. comes in. Nobody appreciates me. Nobody finally, nobody sees the pain I'm in. Nobody exactly. sees the hurt that I'm in. And, uh, you know, I developed an illness because of all of that, keeping it in, keeping it yes. in. So my body mm-hmm. broke down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, one of those things that are, that's going to stay with me forever. But I look at it sometimes right. as a gift because mm-hmm. it makes sure I don't go and do what I, I have a tendency to do, which is overdo for everyone else. Yes. It's, yes. It, it's yes. my no. Right? It's right. my no. So yeah. it's, it's, no yeah. You can't do that. Your body's not going to mm-hmm. let you do that. So exactly. no. And sometimes when we get these things, so why do I have it? It's there to balance you. To make definitely. Sure you have that loving, nurturing care of yourself. Oh, I definitely agree with that. You know, now it's like, you know, because all the triggers, everything that I, could have listened to i just had no knowledge of yes bells and warning flags yes. and everything were growing up going around me and i just never saw anything right you know yeah <laughs> so. no, because we're in mama mode we're in sacri- yeah you know i would say it it's I'm, I'm a woman of service right but i was a woman of servitude yeah mm-hmm. and i was a servant to everyone else right uh, and i felt you know taken advantage of and then unappreciated now Mm -hmm. i'm off service but the balance is you know that in service there is always a reciprocal right definitely definitely yeah Yeah. and it takes a while especially if you're a giver oh yeah Yeah. it takes a while to get you know more than eight eight, uh, things to reprogram that oh (laughs) because it's in your nature to give (laughs) tell me about it yeah and then recognizing that's a good point because a lot of people feel like because they're a giver they're thinking that this is what they're supposed to do as a giver yes just like you pointed out you know it has to be reciprocal yes and you have to give from a place of abundance right a lot of times even though i felt like i was a giver it was a place of scarcity i felt Mm -hmm. like i only had so much energy there was only so much that i could do and i it didn't didn't feel the way that it feels now when i give right you know it felt like it was the obligation. Yes. I felt like duty. it was a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, duty, you know, and things like that. But now it's a place of abundance. It's a place of adding value and, you know, really feeling like I'm in control of what I'm doing rather than being controlled. 
Did you ever at any time look at and go, why did I have so many children? I love the children. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it was just being an only child. Um, my grandmother had 12 children. Right. And I spent a lot of summers with her. And I just enjoyed, even though at that time, n- none of her kids really were living with her. But I don't know if it was just her impression mm-hmm. that she left on me with the family. But um, my husband and I, we just got along and I had my kids natural, 11 of them were. Wow. The last two, I had to have a C-section. I think it was just high risk with my age, but, um, I just enjoyed them. You know, I just, you know, another one would come, they would be healthy. I felt like, you know, who am I to complain? I just mm-hmm. enjoyed their company and I didn't really have a problem raising them, you know? Right. So I just kept on doing it you know but it's just that whole thing of feeling like um and I guess it might have felt like it was a journey you know right now it was just like on a motherhood journey so it's like having kids you know but understanding that even though if you're doing that role there's still other things that have to be taking place simultaneously yes you don't have the luxury of saying okay I'm a mom now so nobody called me for anything else you know what I mean so I think that was the whole thing of kind of trying to coordinate the balance with, with what I struggle with. But you, you have rules and regulations, which I can see behind you, uh, you mm-hmm. know, structure for your family, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. does what and everything else. But what you, right. did, you didn't do it for yourself, though, did you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and because, I just you know, thought, you know the last what? One. It's just, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's just common sense. Yes. I mean, putting other people in place is yeah. going to help me, but... Yeah. Yeah, you just, you have to, yeah, you know, because you can, as a mom, as you can see, just like you noticed with the thing that you give, gave your husband, yes, our job is 24-7. Yes. I don't care if you go to sleep or nope. whatever the case is, you're, you never get nope. to punch out of nope. the time clock. No, nope. even if you are asleep, I mean, your, your last, exactly. two, your last point is make sure you get a good solid eight hours sleep, which is right. a luxury when you have kids. <laughs> Because even if everybody's sleeping through the night, you're always sleeping with one ear open. Tell me about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I told my daughter when she was having a baby. I was like, you know, you're never going to sleep the same <laughs> before you have kids yeah. to after you have them. It's just never going to be the same. Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about, mom? And it's mm-hmm. like, she's like, yeah, I always, I'm a light sleeper now. I feel like yeah. I can't sleep real hard because, you know, she's wondering how the baby's doing and stuff. But yeah, that is so true. Yep, and mm-hmm. guys can sleep through everything. Through everything. <laughs> yeah. Through everything. My husband's snoring. I'm like, what? Yes. The baby's crying. I'm like, don't you hear him? You know, even my grandson, it's like, I can hear everything that he's doing. And my husband's like, I don't hear a thing. Yeah. No, that's the thing. You, you know, you're just constantly tuned in. And, and, right. and even you could be asleep and everything's too quiet. It's too quiet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go around, count heads, check everybody's exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you you are right. That is so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, my kids are all older now, kind of thirty to thirty-six. But you know, and we don't live together at all anymore. But it's right. you know, I'm still in that terrible sleep pattern. I wake up oh, and hear sound. So I know. Yeah. Yes, that definitely is and true. That, that last point, you know, getting the eight hours sleep, it's much, much harder. And I think this is where you mm-hmm. have to kind of go to the spouse or to anyone else and say, look, I need this sleep. 
um, whether you go sleep in the baby's room or not, right. I'm not getting up for the baby. The earplugs are going in. I have mm -hmm. got to recharge. And yeah. you have to be willing to say that. You're not like, well, he's got work the next day. Well, so have you. Right. So yeah. you, and if you don't get the sleep, you're going to collapse and be in hospital. So, oh, yeah. And, you yeah. know, because sleep deprivation really yes. is. I know that each time that I was hospitalized, right before I just wasn't getting any sleep. Yes. I was not getting any. And so, you know, you don't really think that it affects you. Oh, I but guarantee it does. You know, yes. yeah, your mental state, yes. your emotions, your yes. metabolism. Yes. Uh, it affects your weight, everything. everything. So you really have to make sure you have to be vigilant. And for yeah. me, I have to set my alarm on my phone every day. It rings. It's like, hey, it's bedtime, you yeah. know. And then uh, it's the same for when I get up in the morning, yeah. you know. You got to do that. You yep. just have to. Yep. So whether I'm sleepy or not, it's like I'm in the bed. Yes. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Horizontal yeah. And, and just at least relaxing. Exactly. Right? And you know what? If you can and you can grab a 20-minute nap in the day, do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. I know the vacuuming should be done or that should be done, but you know what? It's not going to cause the house to come down. If Definitely. You that 20 minute nap, take it. That little take recharge it. will get you through the rest of the day. It definitely will. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause vacuuming, anybody can do that. Can anybody. be an activity yes. you can do with your kids. Hey, yes. you know what? We're going to do vacuuming. Today. Right. You yes. know, showing them how to do it. Kids love that. They want to be helpful. You know, well, it's us who tries to have these, oh, it's got to be vacuumed this way, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. no. Get, get over the, the, you know, the, the Miss Perfect. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. The thing is, is praise them for what they're doing. Exactly. Right? And if you're going, you know what? How about next time you just try this? So you try exactly. that. Exactly. Right? They said, exactly. I'm doing it wrong. It's got to be done like this. It's a game. Exactly. Approach. Approach. Yes. And, yes. you know, it's, um, I've done quite a number of shows on, on food and things and families mm -hmm. that prepare together, mm -hmm. whether it's just setting the table or clearing the dishes or whatever mm -hmm. the case is, and then eat together, uh, mm -hmm. not only um, have a hell of a lot more open for communication, but mm -hmm. a more appreciation, mm -hmm. gratitude for food that they have, right? right? but a sense of family and community. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it, it, it's also digestively is so much more healthier for them. Oh yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Because, you know, we take, like I said, all these things for granted and also just the whole thing of, you know, kids would love to be included. And a lot of times as moms, sometimes we don't include them. Right. And then we want to go back and say, everybody just expects me to do everything. And it's right. like, you know, have the kids take the place yes. to the table, uh, yes. have them, you know, dish out the food and put yes. it in the bowls, you know, they're not, they're willing to do this, but it's kind of like they have a hands-off attitude because right. we push them away. Right. Hey, I'm cooking. Don't you see I'm cooking? Yeah. You know, I'll be done shortly, you know, instead of making yeah. that a teachable moment. And if they want to yeah. learn to cook or they want to make something, exactly. and of course it's going to be an absolute pit, you know, flour. Right. Everywhere. You say, okay, you know, yes, you're willing to do that, but you understand you're cleaning up. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing is we're teaching them mm -hmm. how to interact with others in their own lives. Yeah. So if we're doing everything for them, they're going to expect everything to be done for them through their lives. You know, yeah. if we're showing them how to do everything and with mm -hmm. gratitude and with grace, they're going mm -hmm. to do that in their lives. So mm -hmm. how we ask them to treat us and how we treat them is what they're going to take forward with us. 
So absolutely. You know, and we may be mum, but that doesn't mean, and, and actually on your poster, I've got a mum there with, with, you know, all the arms and everything that she's mm -hmm. got, you know, that mm -hmm. she's doing. Yeah. We may be able to do that, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean we have to do that. Not when exactly. there's able bodies around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's you okay know, to ask for help. It is, you know, because you, the main thing is making sure I know for me, I just, choose to be happy yes and Huge. you want your kids to choose to be happy and it's like you know you're going to have bad days there's going to yeah. be deaths in your family there's going to be sad stories in the news and things yeah. that happen within your community but you still can choose to be happy even though those things are going around you know and so it's really for you to be proactive and establish a kind of uh, value system yeah. or daily routine that makes sure that you are happy because happiness is an intrinsic thing. It's yes. not like it's, it's an inside you know, job. I can have five houses and I'm happy. There's just no way that you can pour into happiness by having all these outside things. It just doesn't work like five that. Five houses, five mortgages, five exactly. maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, I think the other thing is, is, um, you know, for me, it was about kind of the prayer of white light, you know, is when somebody's having a hard time, send them white light, send them a prayer. Mm -hmm. And I think teaching your kids to, you know, like the fires in California right now, you know, oh, it, yeah. it was a volcanic engulfment of flames that took mm -hmm. people before they even had a chance. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's the repercussions of that haven't even started. I've known many right. people I've interviewed or colleagues that have lost everything. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's, um, you know, right around Thanksgiving, be thankful they right. have their life, but now they've got to rebuild everything. And this is where mm -hmm. community needs to come together. And if all you can do is some loving prayers, we've got to understand that that loving prayer energy accumulates yes. and goes out and helps them find the courage and the energy to go through what they're going through. Definitely. So, you know, teaching a family to care for others is so important, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is so important because, you know, like I said, you're going to have these trials and things yes. that are beyond your control, but it's, you know, what do you want to be remembered for? Exactly. And, you know, cause the material things just that you say with the fire, they can be gone in 30 seconds. Flat. Yes. You know, and then are you able to live with the person that you are as a result of that? You know, right. I was reading this um, quote that I had wrote um, a couple months ago and it said, um, success is not sweet if it, requires a ladder that you use the backs of others to get to yes. the top. Yeah. You know, uh, absolutely. so you have to be very careful about, you know, how you acquire these things and how you achieve it because, you know, you want to be able to have a legacy that you're proud of and one that you would want your kids to continue yeah. to maintain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, believe in miracles. You know, I had a house yeah. fire. And I remember standing there as my house is engulfed and I just said, please don't take the pictures. Please don't take the family pictures. Mm -hmm. And once the fire was out and the fireman had me go in and like, you know, all the windows are broken and black and, and the root, part of the roof had come in. Mm. And he said, look at this. And he said, every bit of glass in here is black, mm -hmm. shattered or black. And mm -hmm. he said, and look at that. And all the pictures of the children were still completely clear. And, wow. all, and the room where the photo albums were was completely mm -hmm. engulfed all around it. None of the albums were touched. 
Wow. So that power of that prayer, never underestimate it. Never underestimate yeah. the energy. Never underestimate asking your prayer, uh, friends, your colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, your, your triumph, your family for that universal prayer because mm-hmm. it is so impactful and it's got nothing to do with religion or faith. It's that mm-hmm. prayer, that loving energy, that divine energy that mm-hmm. really has so much power. And at times that we're, we feel we're on our knees and that we mm-hmm. can't manage anymore, mm-hmm. you know, asking people for that loving energy. Oh you know, yeah. Is, it really helps a great deal. Mm-hmm. Don't be it really afraid does. to ask. Oh yeah. You know, because it takes a village, you know, oh, God, you look yes. at, um, yeah. you know, any business, you know, it takes customers and the business owners and, yeah. and the people that work, you know, yes. the salesmen and everything. Yes. So in order for something to be a complete masterpiece, it right. takes a lot of moving parts. And so realizing that, I mean, I don't know where we kind of got this idea that family was just only for just the husband and wife mm-hmm. or, you know, only for the mom when it comes to parenting, you know, it's, it's a, um, it takes a village. And so just having that mindset of knowing that there's no weakness in getting help, you know, you're able to move a lot further Yes, if you do get help. But you know, for some reason we feel like, you know, it's a weakness Yes, instead of recognizing that, Hey, you know, people are actually pouring wisdom and helping you avoid some of the pitfalls in your life that can uh, really be obstacles to stop progress. And, you know, again, we're back in a world where where we're a little weary about where the help comes from. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I do these shows, because before you reach out and ask for someone's help, you know, their, Mm -hmm. their work, you've listened to them. Did mm-hmm. you resonate with them? Did you hear them? Do you feel they'll right. be near you? And if we're willing to take the time mm-hmm. to investigate and to listen, we'll find those people that can hear us, that understand us, that have something that's going to help us because now that makes they understand. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the reason I do these shows. Um, mm-hmm. That's the reason why there's going to be a, a, a directory coming up of all the coaches and everything else I've interviewed. Oh, um, that's so good. that people can listen and then go directly to the source. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the thing is, um, yeah, you know, you send the kids off to the community center or off to this and off to that, you know, be mindful of who's there first, you know, yeah. be, you know because one bad influence. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I know it's another little burden for you, but you can go and do it together with your spouse. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Ask other mm-hmm. people. That's where your tribe comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think of this person here? He's doing this, he's doing that. Do you think he's you know, legit? Right. And, uh, you know, don't you don't have to make this decision blindly. Ask right. Your community. Right. 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 And I think that's a good point, because just because people are saying they're doing something, yeah. this is one of the things I tell my kids, you know, because we used to go a lot off of what people say. Yes. The word really meant something. Yes. People would have a handshake and that was it. Right. But now you have to watch people's actions yes. to make sure they measure up with what people are saying. So I tell them to listen with their eyes instead of their ears right now. You know, and they you want to make sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got never yeah. ever underestimate your intuition. That's God divine. That yeah. is, that's God's yeah. voice in there. And if your gut You're says, right. uh-uh, there's something wrong, yeah. but if you can't articulate it, trust yes. me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is true. You're yeah. right. It saved me from a lot of heartache. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just like you said, you don't have to know the answer is why this right. isn't right or whatever. 
just know that that's a yes or no situation. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And if you're questioning it and you can't come up with an answer, step away until something reveals, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, so-and-so's mm -hmm. doing it. Well, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's right for them. Maybe not right, right. for you, right? Right, that's <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you are a Wonder Woman. I think you are a Superwoman, <laughs> Supermom. You know, I mean, I have three and a few neighborhood kids, and you know, yeah. that, uh, enough for me. And <laughs> and the fact that you have fifteen and now a grandson at home as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but you know, clearly it, it comes from love, and yeah. you know, those children are going to go out into the world spreading that love, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's something we need a lot more of. Um, oh yeah. We're hungry for love. We're hungry mm -hmm. for, for feeling loved. Definitely. And, and we're scared to love because we don't know how to feel love. Exactly. And so that love, uh, self-discovery of our love within us is a journey that we have to be willing to take. But the more mm -hmm. that we pour that love into our children and give them that as a foundation to walk forward in in life is only means that we're, we're contributing to society with loving yes. people that are going to be great contributors. That so, is so true. You know, mm -hmm. all the love that you give those kids, they're going to carry forth in life. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, how do people get hold of you? I know that you're in the middle of building your site, but you do yes. have LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and mm -hmm. email. Would you please let people know um, what those uh, URLs are so people know how to get hold of you? Yes, the best uh, place really to um, get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. That's the one that I'm most active on. Uh, just as we were discussing before we recorded, um, just with this coaching, it's been very organic. You know, it's like um, I come from a business background. I graduated with a marketing degree mm -hmm. and I've done like businesses um, behind the scenes with my husband while I've been at home and one of the things with coaching is that I have just allowed it to have a real organic growth. Mm -hmm. And so things are happening a lot faster than the actual business side of setting up the website and doing things a certain way. It's just that, you know, the demand has kind of come before the business has actually started. So mm -hmm. really LinkedIn, uh, just with Lachelle Atkins, is the best way to find me. Uh, Can you I spell the name for our audio listeners, please? Sure. Now? It's L-A-C as in cat, H-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E, and then my last name is A-D as in David, K-I-N-S. So that's Lachelle Atkins. And then you can find me under Facebook and Instagram underneath the same name. Okay. And there's mm -hmm. also Protocol uh, Group Inc. as well on Facebook? Yes, that's actually, yeah, on Facebook. And then um, my email is just protocolgroupinc at gmail.com protocol group inc at gmail.com mm -hmm. and instagram mm -hmm. is lachelle atkins as well mm -hmm. excellent well you know um, i put up um, your video that that um, um <laughs> channel five did fox news oh, on, okay. on the mother's day and a great uh -huh. picture here of the family and of course the video that you've put forth and uh you know it's it, people are going to wonder how you even have time to do anything but they gain yeah. that you know, you, by raising a family, you have been running a business. Right? Definitely. And yeah, you had a few curveballs along the way, but that just meant that you knew what didn't work. Yes. <laughs> direction to make it work. So definitely. And that little promo video, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of my daughters. She's 19. She mm -hmm. actually edited and did that little promo video. And I thought it was so cute because 
um, it is speaking to the client, yeah. you know, that I am actually uh, working to, you know, so you'll get a kick out of it. It's uh, kind of funny, the format of it and everything, but it's like, you know, the concept is that life is not perfect. Right. And it, no matter how hard we try to be perfect, you know, you can have a fulfilled life, but it's making the choices that you want to make and then finding a tribe of people that can help you get there. So whether it's one, two or 10, you know, it doesn't matter, but you can still have a life that you want, but making sure that you have the right tools to get that life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And whether Mm -hmm. it's one or whether it's 15 or whether it's right, you know, all Mm -hmm. of these uh, apply, you know, to to life itself. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is, um, uh, if you can go forth in life with, with this knowledge and, Mm -hmm. and, and the access to the wisdom to know how to use the knowledge, you're going to be so much further ahead than we have because we've kind of paved the way. You know, we had to go down the potholes. We had to hit our heads a few times. Right. But, you know, while what we're doing is, yes, you're going to have some wobblies along the way, but you Mm -hmm. don't have to be flattened if you avoid them, right? Exactly. We want people to get further ahead. Definitely. Definitely. And and that's what sharing all of this wisdom is Mm -hmm. all about. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yep. I take that um, from my millennials. That's one of the things I remember with them. They always keep me abreast of that. They're like, hey, you know, we can still accomplish great things, but we just don't have to go the detour road if we can go there a lot faster. So for that, I will, you know, they've helped me see change and embrace it and growth and you know, increase my perspective and just vision in general. I've learned so much from them. So right. I just want to definitely commend them for staying true to they, who they are, Yeah, which allowed me to be able to see the positives in, you know, the generation that they're living in. And see you. Mm-hmm. And because we see yeah. ourselves through others' eyes. This whether is we, true. Whether we like it or not, yeah. you know, that we, you know, that reflection reflects back. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, when you see a kid having a tantrum or an animal having a tantrum, mm-hmm. it's very often to what's, what's around it that's triggered it. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. we may not like what we see all the time, but don't beat yourself up. It oh, just yeah. means, you know, I need to correct this. And need Definitely. to be kinder to me, right? Mm-hmm. That's important, being kinder yes. to yourself. Yes, absolutely. So we're coming up to the Christmas season, as you can see with my points, mm-hmm. that is. And this yeah. show is an all year round and for many years to come. But, you know, um, specifically for um, the Christmas season where it's so easy for a mum to get overworked, overanxious, mm-hmm. have everything perfect. Everybody's got the right gift. The tree's good. The food's good. The this good, mm-hmm. that good. Uh, a clo- in closing, a word of advice on how to pace themselves through this Christmas period to moms. Okay. The word of advice that I would give would be to remember what it is that you are working towards. So the holidays, a lot of times we think about the gift giving, we think about the food and preparation, but what is it that the memory that we want to create, the time that we're able to spend with family, And just being able to enjoy one another's company. You know, you have family that comes in from out of town. Do you want them to come in and then not even remember uh, playing with them or having a game or being able to connect and take pictures, you know? So you want to be able to keep your goal and objective always forefront. 
and then let the other things um, make that even better. So it's like, you know, the important thing is that your family's coming, you're going to be able to share together and create memories. And everything else is an extension of that. So if you're going to be preparing food, how can we make this a memory? Maybe we should make cookies if we have a lot of little kids so that mm -hmm. we can create a memory or a video of them decorating cookies and mm -hmm. things like that. So you want to be able to create an experience around what it is that you are working to build. I think that's one of the things to really keep uh, in mind because the holidays will come and go. Yeah. And you could go through the routine or the tradition of always going somewhere, but it's the meaning is lost, you know, and that's what happens with a lot of people shopping for the holidays. It's yeah. like, oh, I got a gift, but is that really even something that they want? Or right. are you just buying it just because it's on sale? So just really being able to take control and think about, it's about the memories. It's about being with family. So how can we create good memories that will last beyond uh, the day's event. Delegate too. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. You're all in this together. <laughs> Delegate. You don't Absolutely. have to take it all on. Also yes. do as much prep as you can ahead of time so you're not leaving Step. everything to the last moment. Absolutely. Yes. And Definitely. don't mind if the kids make cookies and they make a mess. As you say, video it. It's right. Memory. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yep, yeah. you are absolutely right. Preparation, preparation. I can't stress that enough. Right. Yeah. And delegation yeah. and delegation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's okay and it, to say no. Hey, uh, and another thing with delegating is being voluntold because yeah. a lot of people won't volunteer, so you have to volunteer them. Hey, yeah. this is what you're doing. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not like who wants to and everybody leaves exactly. the room. Exactly. Right? And, and it's like, you're good at potatoes. You're good at this. You're good at exactly. that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, you didn't cook, so you're cleaning. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a team event. So it's a team yes. event. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, thanks so much, love. There's a lot we've learned here today. And, um, you know, thank you for sharing with us. Oh, I have really enjoyed it. I'm so glad that our paths crossed. Mm -hmm. And um, if I can serve you in any way in the future, just give me a call. I would love to come back and share at any time. Wonderful. Most certainly. Mm -hmm. we'll have to, you know, we, we need to support, you know, our mums. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful road, but it's mm -hmm. a hard road. It is and, hard. You know, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there are times we do feel alone and we do feel isolated or we do feel confused. And we mm -hmm. do feel, how oh, are we doing it right? Which right. is a huge one. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, and then our kids will go do something. But I thought I taught them better. No, realize exactly. that's their choice. You know, exactly. the knows better, but the head is ruled in this po point. And you can disagree oh, yeah. with what they've done, but it's never got to be, you know, the love has never got to be a part of that game. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. So discipline mm -hmm. and love are something different. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's your kids are going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's not on you if that love has been there. It's just that's their choice. And they're exactly. going to, have to live with that. And you just help them get through it. Yeah. And that's really the hardest lesson yeah. to learn when it comes to motherhood. Yes. You know, because we just think, oh, well, I told them. So they're just going to listen and it's just going to work out. Yeah. And I'm just making sure that I remind them of yeah. what the objective is and they're going to do it. And Hey, yeah. you never know who their friends are, what their right. situation is, all that. It right. makes a difference. 
you yes, know? it does. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. So yes, we have to, you know, let it go and forgive ourselves for the choices yes. they make. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we know that we're pouring that love in them, pouring the, the moral compass in there, yes. the yes. kindness and caring towards other people and each other mm-hmm. and themselves, that will always bring them back to their core, even if sometimes they branch out and make some wrong decisions. And all Definitely. Just pray that those decisions are not costly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. And, um, and I wish you and your family a wonderful festive season, you know, filled with Same. love and joy and togetherness and, uh, and no stress. Oh, no stress. Absolutely. (laughs) I wish the same for you. And again, I thank you so much for having me on here and having the opportunity to share with your audience. My pleasure. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. And to everyone else, remember, kind of lighten up. Enjoy being a parent, okay? But remember, Mm -hmm. you are a reflection. So if you're, if you're getting anything back from your kids, it's what you're mirroring. So oh, it's yeah. up to you to place that love and kindness and tenderness on yourself because that's what will reflect back to your kids. And mm-hmm. being a parent and being a mom is absolutely awesome. But remember, mm-hmm. even though you are a superwoman, you're not here to save the world. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, folks. Bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcasts and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.